What's up, world? How we doing? How we living? Undeniable Perception, episode 27? Brother from the same mother? Yeah, dude, you know what you get when you subtract 22 from 27? Negative 5? No, you get 5, right? Uh-huh. Messi 5 year, new contract oh, Barcelona, baby! Oh, I saw that. Congrats, man. So you... tell your boy to stop that selfish talk. He's just being negative. He didn't know what he's talking about, right? And... He's jumping the gun. He took a pay cut. And he won, he's Barcelona through and through, man. But I think a big thing of it was, obviously, that he won in Argentina. He finally got that big Copa America that he wanted. Got that monkey off Which is the second sure. best thing after the World Cup for South American countries, right? Because mm-hmm. they, they can't compete in the Euro Cup, right? And then also, you know, the things Barcelona did, they got the president back that brought all this glory to Barcelona sometime back. And yeah, man, five years, Barcelona, baby. He's, nice, uh, he's ending his career there. I'm loving it. So let me ask, wasn't there like an article that came out he gave half his contract away? I, I don't know all the details, but I think he took half of the money he was getting. I forget the specifics. I'd have to go into it. I'm just, I, just, I just lost my mind when he finally signed. So I was just happy with that, man. And they just, the, detail, the specifics that they say so far, it's been kind of vague where they're like, he's taking a significant pay cut and he signed for five years. Man, you must be a happy camper and you must have had a great weekend because you had Italy winning and Argentina winning on back-to-back days. Yeah, man, Italy. Well, you know, I always follow Italy because they chose me as a kid. 1990 World Cup, Schilacci. Schilacci? Fell in love with Italy, an unknown guy that was just, for some reason, just tore it up in the World Cup and started scoring from anywhere, everywhere. So that blew me away. So they've had my heart and soul since then. Then Argentina, because of Lionel Messi, other than that, I really don't care. You were the one that was into Argentina before when you were younger. Yeah. Because who, who, who were the pieces that you loved back then, man? See um, if anyone knows them. Juan Sebastian Verón. Verón, that's him, right. They were calling La Bruja, huh? I just yeah. loved his defense, man. I he loved like sh- those gutter players. He had a shaved head and goatee, Fresh right? goatee. And then um, Saviola. Oh, I remember Saviola. He was like With a With the long right? hair. Yeah, him. That's pretty much it. And I just followed Verón. Verón was my favorite. Like, even when I would play FIFA, I would put Verón as a forward so I could just score with Verón. Okay, yeah, you would just pass it <laughs> up. that right? was my like, guy. Oh, man, yeah, dude. That's, yeah, that's, so, so it was a great weekend, man, for that, you know. Um, for that, besides... My boy's leg breaking. So where do you put that break among the ones we've seen recently? Like in terms of the way it looked. Were you like, ugh. Like yeah. that one, Silva, and uh, well, Silva was too old. How about between that one and the fresh one from... Um, I would say, do you remember... I will say RIP first, but do you remember Corey Hill? He died? He died a, a long time ago, the fighter. No, I remember the, the Corey UFC Hill fighter. one was looked the worst because he was so skinny and tall. That one was the, the weirdest leg break ever because he yeah. was still fighting. Yeah, and, and he like took like three steps and it was like a trampoline. And I remember Joe Rogan saying, stop the fight, stop yeah. the fight. And then as he looks down, he goes in shock and yeah. just drops. Everyone do yourself a favor. No one knows that one. Go see the Corey Hill. Because he was part of the Ultimate Fighter. Corey Hill was a yeah. fighter, man. Ultimate Fighter. He actually man. looks like um, that motivational speaker guy. I didn't know the one that was in the, the one that was in the Army or the military. He lost a lot of weight. David Goggins? Yeah. I guess awesome. He reminds me of David Goggins. Not to be confused with Walton, Gog- Walton, Walton Goggins from uh, Vice... Vice principals. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> Walter Goggins. And uh, Justified, and of course. Our uh, boy, uh, Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. Well, speaking of Hateful Eight, man, and all that role, 
Um, I listened to the all the way through the uh, Tarantino and Joe Rogan. Oh, you finished it? Nice. I, I recommend you do, man, because that's your boy, um, you know, Tarantino. And I love Tarantino, but he, I don't know him as much, as much as you do. Joe Rogan asked him, where did you get, like, just like vague, like, where did you get the ideas for certain movies? And they asked him about Death Proof. Do you know the story, how he got that idea? No. Okay, so so Tarantino's like, okay, let me, let me see what happened, okay? Perfect. I was, Perfect. I was, I was hanging out with Sean Penn. Okay, name drop. Okay, Sean Penn. Yeah, yeah. And so he just had, he just wanted to get a, he wanted to get a safer car. Because at the time, he was still driving a Geo Storm because he just loved it and mm. he didn't care about spending money and extravagances like that so he's already you know he's already made Pulp Fiction he's already Reservoir he's already made all that so he's got plenty of money but he's driving a Geo uh, Storm and he just wanted like a, a safer car so he said he was talking to Sean Penn and he's like I just want to get a safer car Sean Penn's all well don't get like a Volvo or anything just take any car you have you give it to a stunt unit and they'll death proof it for you that's where the idea was born wow that's why <laughs> and you just heard that sentence was like that's it you yeah. made it a hot line I see the, yeah, exactly you made it a hot movie exactly man that's, just I don't know man the creators man you know what I mean like it yeah. just a seed was born from there and then he started combining things so what if there's someone who's a who makes a car death proof he kills people that way you know that's wild man damn dude and that's funny when you brought up Sean Penn didn't they want because the the first portion of the interview that I heard that they're like, oh, you can get anybody for this Ron Pulp Fiction, Sean Penn, Daniel Day-Lewis, but he wrote it for Homeboy, what's his name? John Travolta? No, the other guy. Not Vincent Vega, but his brother. Oh. From Reservoir Dogs, I can't think of his name. He's Chris in- Penn? No. Ma- Michael Madsen. Michael Madsen. It go. was yeah, for yeah. him originally, originally, but he yes. took a, another movie. That he took Species. Something. And then that's how John Travolta got it. So that's cool, man. He resurrected Travolta's career when he could have, like... I don't know. I can't picture Penn or Daniel Day-Lewis. No, he he definitely made the right choice. In that role. He definitely made the right choice, man, because he... And you know what he said, man? It's only he believes in his art so much. And we're probably just rehashing what the Joe Rogan thing is, but just to say this quick story, he said that... Everybody's telling him, why Travolta? Why this? And he said what he had in his back pocket. Do you know who Pauline Kael is? I don't know. She's, she's a, she was a great film critic, right? One of the top film critics. And he said that she wrote about him once, like, we need John Travolta back in the movies. And he said he just presented that and he wouldn't budge. Harvey Weinstein told him, like, yeah. we should get someone else. And, and uh, Tarantino's like, no. He held his gun. Harvey Kentel's like, I mean, Harvey Weinstein's like, all right, Travolta That's is. That's what's up, man. Shout out to Tarantino, man. Defending your art, man. That's what it's all about. You know, and then defending your art, but also like keeping your ear to the grindstone, right? And listening. Speaking of listening, what's up with those earbuds, man? What's going on? You got to, okay, you and I have this problem, right? Because we both have big ears, but yours are smaller than mine. But yours, you have more of an issue finding buds that fit your ears, right? That stay in there. I don't know what it's called. Danny said it earlier and he even like sent a picture of like all the terminologies for an ear, but like... My ear canal or the in-between stuff? Okay, ear canal for sure. It's a lot wider. Okay. So a lot more vertical. So right. I could never find any earbuds that just lay in my ear. So I always have to get something that wraps my ear, like kind of like hugging me. Right. And it sucks because I want to run. I do. You already know how I work out. Yeah. I've 
I'm moving. You want to be hands free, not deal with anything. I'm hands free. Yeah. And you yeah. don't want the tip to drop off your ear. So like I said, so I literally bought two hundred and eighty dollar bows. <sighs> those bows are nice too. They're really nice. Well, I have the ones over the ear bows. Yeah, but unfortunately, as soon as I put them on and like I did a little run, I did it a little head knot. So does yeah, it? I already dropped them like four. Does times. it come with adapters or anything? Three or different just, ones and just none. They just because your ear canal, you said it's just it gets it's like enlarged. Yeah. Or something inside. So whatever it is, it just don't stick. It doesn't stick, dude. It Man, sucks. what the and fuck? Bro, we could send people to the moon. Yeah. But we can't get some buds to Can we get someone to make some better headphones <laughs> that fit every ear? Some adapter, something, <laughs> right? Like an adapter for headphones, something yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean it comes with three and it still comes off. That sucks, man. Yeah, bro. That's that's a that that is that that does really bite man, because you're looking forward to it, you want a good sounding one. And it's just and I just can't experience it. And do they? And what's up with the old school beats when you had before that are supposed to be I sweat love, proof? I love those. Did they damage or what? No, they just they go out, bro. Because cause me, dude, you already know me. Like I work out every day. So. Yeah, for sure, man. For, so like for example, like if you buy a pre workout, it'd be like, oh, this this is a thirty day supply. Oh, yours is done. Like what? My, mine's a fourteen day supply. Cada cada ocho días. Cada ocho días. <laughs> That's what it's bro. Oh, that bites, man. But hey, man, at least you return it and then. Get your money back, and then you'll go with those ray guns, right? Then I'll, <laughs> then I'll go with the Beats by Dre. The, there you the go, ones man. that I've ran through so many times. Hey, man, let's get super quick, man. Today's Wednesday, right? Yeah. I see you post some stuff, man, about, and I'm interested to find more Wisdom Wednesdays, right? Yes. And just to kind of just put you on the spot, what is some of the, or if you could choose one, and I know just at the moment, what's some of the best wisdom you ever heard or read? That for you has has resonated. You could choose one right now at this moment. The best wisdom. That's a good question. Um, I would say just power of now would be the best wisdom I could give because if we don't focus on now, we're gonna leave room for error with everything, especially when it comes to like momentum of life. When it comes to a conversation, when it comes to an idea. Exactly what you were talking about earlier with Quentin Tarantino and Sean Penn. If he didn't have the power now, right then and there, and he didn't hear that, make it death proof. We would have never had a death proof movie. So I would say power of now, man. And I and I like Wisdom Wednesday in a sense because it it resonates more for like the day of Wednesday, like opposed to saying like, oh, happy hum day. We made it through the week. I'm kind of changing the terminology in a sense of Today's Wednesday, Wisdom Wednesday. Uh, what wisdom do you want to share? Or what are best practices that someone told you that you could enrich us with? So that's just like the type of envelope I'm trying to push. Same thing when like like Tuesdays, right? When people say, let's oh, Taco Tuesday. You know, Tequila Tuesday, whatever. Ah, set that tone Tuesday. So I'm just trying to embody more of like a positive affirmation for everyone in, in general. Especially starting with me, you know, I'm just practicing and practicing yeah man that's a hard sell but I think I still have to lean on wine on Wednesdays wine, wine nah. Wednesday <laughs> nah wisdom with that I like that man the um, so we're talking about the power of now right it's about just being in tuned and being present right going back to just being present in the moment and focusing and, and being where you are not some not that you're like white knuckling it to be in the moment but just being present and relaxed right to be able to feel and hear and, and, and just be in the moment that you're in. Yeah, and, and just adding on to that, like you 
reiterating that made me live in a moment more like where I like felt my breath come in felt my breath come out you know breathing in breathing out that moment listening to every little word you say and it just slows everything down and it makes me feel more of a calm state which is kind of Okay. Kind of where I'm trying to get at with everything. Trying to be calm throughout. And then the reason why I brought up the earbuds, earbuds also is because yesterday you ran to my spot. And that was the first time you ran for that long in a while. You decided to do it in the middle of the day, hot, who gives a... Dude, I just had a spur of the moment because like you hit me up and we're like, hey, can you help me move this couch? Right. And I was like, you know what? Let me just run to your house. And I haven't, I've felt that I haven't pushed my body in a moment so I, I felt like challenging myself and 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 you already know like I don't run that much I never run this is actually the first time I've ran four miles bro since dude god knows when I don't know it was like 90 also right 1991 it was like 90 degrees and you dropped your keys or something like that oh yeah that was funny bro I uh <laughs> And you're lucky someone told you. About so yeah, that. I draw my keys and my gate opener. So because because it's a different beast walking running in the street because the pavement's different. You know, one one road's higher than the other, and then you gotta watch out for cars, for right. traffic, the red lights. So every time there was a red light, you know, I took my my yellow Dickies backpack and yeah. I had my coconut juice in the back. So every time there was a red light, I would unzip my backpack, take a sip of the coconut juice put it back and then green light comes and I start running lo and behold I forgot to zip up the backpack and then like I guess things fell and then a car honks at me me thinking the way I think bro I'm like oh this is probably someone that knows me trying to say what's up yeah they're like excuse me sir you dropped something I was like oh thank you so much and then I just ran back probably like like a hundred steps, and then I, I found my keys and a and a gate opener, and I was like, oh. And you, so then you weren't li- you weren't listening to music then? No, I was listening to music, but they they were canceling. Loud? Oh, see, you're lucky, man. See, thank yeah. your ears. It's a blessing, or else you'd have noise canceling headphones. Nothing. Lost like your anything. keys. Lost your gate. Yeah. Opener, man. Dignity. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's good though, man. It felt good, I bet, right? Yeah. I Doing that run. I felt, it's uh, I recommend it, man. If you if you haven't done it in a while. It really gives you a a moment to like just clear your thoughts and it's just you versus you like like I said like I, I felt that I haven't challenged myself in a while and I was like you know what let me just do it it was just a spur of the moment I was just contemplating on my girl I don't know if I should do it but you know listen I'm saying this I should fucking do yeah, it good move man because you're just like you know fucking like you said it's a challenge you did it on the spot didn't sit yeah. there and contemplate it too much what, what does Joe Rogan call it? Uh, conquering your inner bitch, right? Conquering your inner bitch. That's how it says because he always and it's getting know, it's a plus, man. Getting just just getting used to working on that muscle, like that that little voice in your head that says, "Oh no, don't do it." You're like, "Nah, so yes." Like I, I make that little voice my bitch. Like, "Oh, you could do this, Renata." Right. So that's my thought process now, opposed to it being fearful. It's like, lead, lead, and that's that's where I've transformed into. I'm trying to attempt more of that, you know? Fuck, hell yeah, man. That's fucking, it just reinforces things over and over, man. It just becomes a habit, right? 
Uh, one thing that you and I have talked about in the past a few times, and you mentioned you wanted to make sure we talked about this, so I added it in, my, in the forefront of my mind, where we completely differ in this. So I want to get what you your take is on this. Why I you know I wholeheartedly say sports are trivial, right? Yes. Like I don't, they don't mean anything in the sense of like the outcome doesn't mean anything, right? That's how I view like sports are trivial in that sense. But you. When you hear that, it kind of irks you a bit. What do you think about it, man? The same way I I feel about hearing sports are trivial is kind of like the same context I feel about the word humble. Like, I feel like hearing sports is trivial is just like making it seem that you're not playing in dirt when you are playing in dirt. So what I mean by that, it's like I've personally had a bad anxiety trip. I gave myself anxiety like that one time on the Cowboys loss. Like I remember I like hyperventilated, I couldn't breathe, like my body was hurting because I was so mad about the outcome of the game. And you were also like living and dying with every play though. Uh, Yeah, I would live and die. Like the way you would see parents cheer for their son in a game, like every play, that was me for the Cowboys in every play. You know, in addition to, to why I think sports aren't true, it gets a lot of people out of a lot of bad situations, you know, like a lot of inner city people that, you know, it's either, what what does um, Biggie say? And then they say it in the boiler room. Either either you either you sell rock or you got a wicked jump shot. Right. So that has a context. And if you guys hear that, that's the resurrection. He's crying. But he's cheering you on, he's man. He's, he's on. crying because you're losing because he doesn't agree with what you're saying. He doesn't agree with he's what I'm like, saying. Nino, Nino, Nino's right. Nino G. Well, see, what I'm not well, I'm not saying sports are meaningless. That's not what I'm saying. Because mm-hmm. I get what you're saying because you're saying there's meaning. There's, of, of course, I mean, it ties families together. It's a competition. It's fun. There's passion. You know, it's people's professions. It's one of the biggest, uh, you know, money-making here in America and all throughout the world, sports. Yeah. So, no, sports are not meaningless. What I'm saying is that whatever outcome of the game, it's trivial. It doesn't mean anything. It really doesn't affect your life. How it affects your life is whatever you add on to it. So, it doesn't have to be sports. It can be anything, you know? So, I mean, like, so that Cowboy game, right? Mm-hmm. The way you watch the Cowboy game now, it's not the same as that, not that you described before when you were like hyperventilating almost, right? And nothing has changed other than what you've added I'm, to it I'm, and your perspective yeah. on it. So, yeah. so to me, it's like, to use a dumb example, it's kind of like if I were to wager like like my car, be like, hey, Renato, I'm going to order a uh, large pepperoni pizza or oh, scratch that mushroom, right? Because mm-hmm. you won't even eat the pepperoni, right? So I say, I'm going to order a large mushroom pizza. Mm-hmm. And I bet you my car to your car that there's going to be 22 mushrooms in it. Right? Yeah. Now I'm adding some wager to it when in reality it's trivial. It's us adding a weight to it and some mm-hmm. meaning behind it. So that's what I mean by trivial. It doesn't matter. Sports doesn't matter. It's not going to affect the world other than like whatever you're going to add to it. That makes sense. That's what I mean by it. not meaningless. No, that's far from it. I love sports. Well, because the trivial means not important. Yeah, it's not important. It's not going to matter. The results are really not going to matter. It's whatever you can add to it. You know, if you wager on it, if you do this, 
it doesn't matter to you if the Browns lose, right? No. That's because you have weight on the Cowboys. That's your team. That's your squad. Why did I care about that Italian game? Because it's Italy. It would have been another country. I'm like, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's just like, it's important and it's beautiful and it's passionate only when you check it, right? Because yeah. when you were saying like before, can you imagine if you were like that now? Dude, it'd be unbearable, right? Like like the Giants, Dodgers. Like you push a fan down the stairs. You, you fight people because guy, right? yeah you fight people because your team lost you know you yell it's crazy man that's why that's why I kind of feel like it's not trivial because I feel like if we change the meaning of like yeah sports are very important because look how people have acted and I think it'll enlighten people more with taking a step back with you know what that one time I did act stupid and that's why I kind of wanted to bring that up with you so people out there that are very sport fanatics that are stuck in their ways that don't know could really impact them and their family and I don't want to offend anyone or anything like that's a big sports person right because I consider myself a sports fan right we both consider ourselves sports fans but to ask a very question do you think people that take it too far is because it appears to me like they don't check themselves. You know, they know they don't really have an understanding of themselves and what is important and what is valuable. Because to get to a point that you're gonna fight somebody else because your team lost or because someone said something about your team, yeah. people take it as an affront, like a personal thing, right? And it's yeah. one of those where like, well that's just because you're not checking yourself. Like it shouldn't never go that far in your mind and your belief system. Yeah, man. Like why is it that, you know, I used to get bothered when I, when people used to be like, we won. I'm like, you didn't play. But in my head now, I say that too. One, because it's easy. And the reason why I say it now sometimes, one, because it's easy. And the other thing is because, well, I put time into it. Yeah, exactly. You know what? And what's more valuable in the world than time, right? Nothing. Aside from health. You, know, you, guys, yeah. you may have health, but you may have time. It don't matter, right? Exactly. So you need time and you could use that time to get healthy. So... When you put your time and you watch the games and you invest money and all that, then you, and you suffer the losses too, right? As long as you keep it in check, because you know yeah. I don't like when the Dodgers lose, I don't like when the Bills lose. Because like I'm trying to think time. where, where, why I would react like this? Because I remember one time, right? Like growing up, y'all Wait, made me. Are you talking about when you myself when you were like getting kid. hyped? Okay, yeah, like my example was sports. So like I remember being a kid, being a Bulls fan. So I grew up not liking the Lakers. And I remember one time I was watching Lakers versus Rockets when Ron Artest was with the Rockets with you and Chris in the living room. And I remember I think the Lakers made a tip in the end to win the game. It was like during the playoffs. And I remember I was so pissed that I punched my parents' wall and I left a hole in it. And I was like, fuck. Like, why did I react like that? You know, and I remember I had to put the the picture of <laughs> of uh, Mary Magdalene and, you had to and like God and baby I remember Jesus that. to cover that because you had that immediate reaction. Because I was like, "Fuck, Ooh. I fucked up." <laughs> but like, same thing. Like, I remember when Rampage got robbed against Forrest Griffin in a decision for the UFC belt, and I fucking punched the that pillar, that pillar with a like beam under times. it. And dude, luckily I didn't break my hand, but. No, you're lucky you didn't break your your knuckle, do your fist. Like, well, first of all, for you to say that he got robbed, you're already still delusional. That's three two. 
Sports could even handle them, right? So, but I immediately, I remember, because there was only a few of us that was going for Forrest Griffin. It was a rampage house. Every, it was a rampage oh, house yeah, at our right. folks, except it's just you and Christian. Me and Christian were the only ones that were Forrest Griffin, right? Yeah. And we were almost out of our mind to go for Forrest Griffin. Yeah. Looking back now, but at the time, I had such a belief in him. I'm like, dude, I think Forrest is going to win. But there's no way. Like, I look back now, I was like, that was dumb, thinking that he could win. But he pulled it off, he right? He pulled it off. The, um... Because he beat that leg kick. He beat that leg. He beat that leg, right? But immediately when you started punching, dude, I felt like I was like, I see the slow motion. So they give the scorecard to Forrest Griffin. You immediately start punching the pillar. And our boy, Byron, runs outside. Remember you said that punch? He starts like kicking it. I think he knocks it off the thing. I was like, what is going on? Dude, people are destroying our house because of what you're doing. Because I said that tone. And I was like, I fucked up. But I'm sure we got a funny story. Where the fuck did that come from? Didn't come from our folks because our dad doesn't give a fuck. Because, like, I remember, too, like, we would get mad. Like, I remember one time you were playing video games and you threw a fucking PlayStation controller. In the wall. I mean, the wall and you made a hole. Yeah. And, like, I'm going to bring this up. It's going to be funny. What's up? I remember uh, we had that Madden tournament. Remember that? Oh, yes. We played in the tech. Set it up because we did the whole thing. We did the whole season. If I was the Cowboys, the outcome would have been different, but I couldn't be the Cowboys because someone else was the Cowboys, so I had to be the Raiders. The reason oh, why, is that what it was? But I was the Raiders, yeah, I remember. Oh, I don't remember that, okay. And I remember, uh, so we played a whole season, and you, you're AFC and I was AFC. Not only that, but we created... Players. A specific player only. We had one star player. You had one. I had one. We had to the max with everything. Yeah, right? My quarterback. We, 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 we set the whole thing up. I think I named my guy, you're right comes, you're right goes or something like that, like that commercial. No, we had a bunch of them, yeah. I Did we Hannibal have a bunch? Lecter, I had, oh, that's I right. We named a bunch of people. Players. Okay. The Undertaker. So we were all out. We went all out. Yeah, and I remember when we got to the playoffs in the AFC Championship, I remember I was up by one point against you, and you went for two. I think, and you won. Damn. And I remember I was so fucking devastated, bro, that I ran outside and I just threw myself on the dirt. Right. And I just like started, a patch of dirt. And I just fucking started crying. I felt so bad, but I, I laughed also. Out. Yeah. But I was like, well, dude, you were young. I mean, at least excuses that you man, were young. It, it was only Dante Culpepper in the cover. I think that was... Dude, at least you were young, man. It was 2001, I think. Was it Cold Pepper in 2001? I think it was 2002, bro. 2002. I was 13 years old. Yes, yeah, so you were 13, right? And I was 23, bro. So, but you know what's even more embarrassing than that is what I did. What? Do you know what happened after that? Oh, you lost the championship. I lost the championship. No, I remember. Like, well, <laughs> you restarted that shit. What a... what a, you got cocky. What a wuss, dude. I beat you. You were like my championship. I was like, yeah. And then I... I was like... You looked at me, you lost so much respect for me. You lost so much respect for me at that time. I forgot about Whenever I came, I was like, I just lost it. The computer house is happening. Yeah, it's all lucky. (laughs) Yeah, dog. So that's why I always thought, like, bro, sports ain't trivial. Like, I've seen the worst of me with sports. And, and like, I did, like what you said, check yourself, right? Now that I was able to check myself, at 29 years old, 30 years old, fucking 16 years later, man. Right. Feels great, man. Well, that's what it is. Sports are trivial, man. I'm not saying this yeah. means it's just the outcome doesn't matter. We're the ones that add meaning to it. It's not like it's like a, 
a political race, right? And whoever you get into office, whatever in your city, in your state, in your city council, whatever the case may be, in your government, they have agendas that are going to change policies that are going to affect you. Mm-hmm. See, that's not trivial, right? But it's not going to matter if the freaking, uh, what is it, the Suns win today. Yeah. Unless you throw 10,000, unless you throw a parlay yeah, or something like that. Money then or sometimes you get cocky like yeah. Anthony Pettis and we'll ride it out. <laughs> yeah, easy money. <laughs> Rafael Dos Anjos, is that what it was? Yeah. What God, that was a devastating I'll put, I'll put 200 bucks on. Pettis. And you were on the winning streak though too though, right? Weren't you like... Yeah, that was, my, were, that was my house money. You were racking it up. So you like, were getting all these wins. 200 house money. I was like, $200 to win $22? You're all easy. This shit. That's good. <laughs> Bro, Pettis got his ass whooped. Dude, you had, I was so fucking mad. You had stone face right Yeah, here. dude. <laughs> dude, that's a funny... Gambling, bro. <laughs> oh, man, at least you're a little, like, you keep the stuff in check, man. So that, you know, there, I guess we, you know, dip, but you know what I mean, though, when I say trivial, though, right? I'm yeah, saying. it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense, for sure. And one thing I wanted to get with you about something, man, we've talked about this a few times in the past, but I never really encouraged you all the way out yet on this. So... You know, since we talk about this idea of, you know, what is being authentic, authentic, you know, what is fake, you know, different masks we wear. I'm kind of more like, kind of, I'm a little more open with the ideas that things are not so necessarily black and white, right? But you, you, I feel like sometimes maybe you have more of like, no, things are black and white with specific things. So let's just take to you like, like Jay, Jay and um, Dame, right? Like you, sometimes you said, I don't know if you still feel that way, but you feel like sometimes like Jay's fake or something like that. Where does that come from? Or do you still think that way? Or, or is it for specific scenarios or what? I wouldn't, I do use the word fake a lot, but I, I wouldn't say fake is the right word to okay. describe it. Okay, gotcha. What I'm, when I say fake, I mean it in a sense is they're not telling you everything they should tell you. Is what I mean by that. So like I'm a big believer that I've always believed this, man. So any information kept from us is meant to control us. And and that's what I see from a lot of people, especially with the ones that are at the top. For Jay-Z, for example, right? He's, he's in a lawsuit right now with Dame Dash because mm. Dame Dash wants to make an NFT, okay. a non-fudgeable token for the Reasonable Doubt album because he worked on it with them. He's part of it. So he's going through a lawsuit with that. And like another thing, like for example, like when Jay-Z said, hey, you know what, uh, Kanye, I just want you to produce. So like that's him thinking methodical, right? Like, you know what, you got flow, you could rap. I'm gonna keep you on the shelf. I'm just gonna be like, I just want you to produce. Information kept from you is meant to control you. So that's why, I kind of feel Jay-Z might be a little fake in that sense because people that you came up with, people that worked on all your major hit albums like Kanye West, you say shit like that or you do stuff like that. That's where I where I, I kind of draw the line and I'm not a fan of that. But to be fair, so now I have a better understanding of, of what you mean. Like it's, I shouldn't take just that, just in that word itself. So. But to be fair, you are like the biggest Kanye fan. So do you really think it was a malice? Like, oh, he's got flow, so I'm going to keep it in the shelf. Because a lot of people at the time said Kanye wasn't very 
much of a good rapper. So maybe he just wanted him to focus on that. And then once he started evolving, then he was like, oh, shit, this fool could rap. And that's just a testament to, to Kanye's grit, right? Yeah, man. Okay, I mean, I mean, obviously we don't know either of these people, so I don't know their intentions. But it's just hard. I, I find it hard to believe that Jay-Z would try to keep him on the shelf. Because, I mean, they've done tours together rapping, right? Mm -hmm. they, you know, they, they showed up on each other's albums and all that. So mm -hmm. um, even though we don't know them, Kanye did dab us, right? Kanye did dab was at the years, but like Dame Dash was that guy that gave Kanye the chain and said you can rap, you can make your album, and he's the one that gave it to him and that gave him the platform. You fuck with Dame a lot, you I like him a lot, right? I, I like Dame Dash because his book, man, his Culture Vultures book, mm. really brought me in tune with the insights. So it's like when Rockefeller broke up, Jay Z went corporate and Dame Dash went independent. And that was their difference. So Dame Dash built it from the ground up, and Jay-Z was just buying shit and building off of it. So Dame Dash went one route, and Jay went the other route. And so I just happen to be more a fan of okay. Dame Dash is because it's like, he didn't he didn't have to really like shit on people, you know, like his own people to come up. Because that that's how it is, man. Like the higher you go up a ladder, right? Oh, you gotta fire this person, or you gotta shit on this person. To get to the top and that that's what I that's what I kind of see with Jay-Z so then but it's not just like the roads they took you feel like you you just kind of align yourself more with the philosophy yeah, or like man. Dame Dash and things like that Definitely. see because I can't even go on a limb and say stuff like that about Jay or anything because I don't even still don't even know about it, but the idea of like shitting on people things like that, that I don't know you know I wouldn't go that far I just think that he's definitely man one of the man what a story you know mm -hmm. to me he's one of the to me, he's one of the greatest MCs of all time, mm -hmm. right? He's, he's, rather than saying he's a smart businessman, obviously he's got good taste in women. Mm -hmm. got, and the dude looks dope with the Bosque out here, man. Mm -hmm. You know, and thanks again for giving me those uh, Dr. Mars Bosque boots for my birthday coming up, man. You're welcome, man. <laughs> and you know what? Team Dog Mars. You know now, what's bro. happening on Saturday? That's super special, man. Take a guess. What? Record store day, baby, number oh, two. Record store day? Yeah. That's right, Rhino? Well, it's everywhere. All the local record stores do that. It's to support, you know, independent record stores. Uh, so, you and my boy can go out there again. This year, they did it t twice this year. And uh, we got a better slot this time. This time, I didn't, I didn't fuck around. I went with my gut. Because you had to do it the Saturday before where you, like, buy a ticket. But mm -hmm. you're not buying anything. You know, just put it in the cart so it's fair. So, it started at 9 a.m. They had... 15 minute slots you know 9 9 15 all the way to like 10 45 so this time I was like dude I'm just gonna jump straight to 9 30 because I know if I jump at the 9 one it's not gonna do it it's gonna have, you know so we both did the 9 30 separately and we got it so will the watch the throne record be there no record store day is like no because I already saw the list right so what they do is maybe on another record store day who knows if they decide like they'll release specific exclusive albums on that day and they'll set, put them in the store so it could help those individual independent stores come up, you know, and, and it makes it that, so. Now I feel bad for buying a Marvin Gaye record at, at Target. Not no, at you're still supporting it, man. You know, you're still, what are you talking about, man? Okay, cool. Nah, man, like, for sure, for sure. you can't support everything, man. Yeah, sure. You sure. know, like, what's going on? Hey, so, man, you've been, the other oh. day you sent me this thing about Marvin Gaye, right? And you were like, man, oh, and I I'm cloud nine. Him, bro. How so? I just feel like his his lyric. The song Inner City Blues 
is like my favorite song right now. Like what he talks about. I'm like, damn, this was a philosophy. I don't know it. I don't know it by name. So is he talking about kind of like the the struggle? Yup. Talking about they they taking our they taking money from our check before we see it. Like he okay. talks about real stuff, man. Yeah, um, man. Marvin Gaye, man, one of the greatest. Man. What a tragic end, right? He died bef- the day before his birthday, or he got murdered the day before his birthday. Yeah, his dad killed him. Yeah. Man, how sad, dude. Doctor Dre was supposed to work on a movie, but I don't know. I need to read up on that because I remember seeing an article that was made like in twenty nineteen. But something's got to brew, I'm bro. sure. I'm sure. Well, it's already so difficult to make a film, man, and to get it off the ground and to get everyone's approval. I'm sure for decades they've been trying to do a Marvin Gaye movie. How can you not? Mm-hmm. Like, his, dude, he's one of the greatest artists of all time. You know, and his story, and then he had that treads. It's it wrote itself. So I, I imagine it's just something, like, where people can't get it off the ground. I mean, they made a few Jimi Hendrix movies, and no one saw them because they heard they sucked. Yeah, and Andre Three Thousand was played in one of them. That's right. I didn't you know, even the, see that. you know, there's so it's. I forgot. I think Alejandro González Nierito said something. He's, he's one of my favorite filmmakers. Like he said, like, well, to make a great film is almost a miracle. Like he's like, to make a film, he's like, it's extremely difficult. Yeah. Like to make a good film, it's nearly impossible. But to make a great film, it's more. It's a miracle. It just goes to show. It's just so difficult to do. Maybe he's trying to call himself a miracle worker, man, because all his films are pretty damn great. Something. Right? Can, he, can he give the public? <laughs> he's doing the low-key humble brag, huh? Can you tell the Can you tell the public uh, what movies he's made? Oh man, well you know for sure, uh, Amores Perros was that first international hit. Yo, when I first saw that, yeah, that reminded me of Pulp Fiction, the car accident scene. It was the same Ooh. exact thing. It was the same exact thing, right? Uh, no. Like the way that they shot the car getting hit through the back, it reminded me of the Pulp Fiction when um, they hit Marcellus Wallace. Oh, but that was really low rent. The Pulp Fiction one compared to compared to the Amores Peros one. I mean, uh, the Pulp Fiction was dope because he just runs over Marcellus Wiley, right? And then he gets sideswiped, right? And the little car kind of turns. But Amores Peros was this huge endeavor, dude. They freaking went, just crashed, man, right on. I mean, obviously, I think like Death Proof. They did head-on collisions, man, on those. Oh, I know, definitely. The um, But uh, didn't I take the entire family to go see a Motorspedos in the theater? And our parents rarely go to the theater anymore, so mm-hmm. I made sure we, we went and we took them, right? Mm-hmm. So you saw it in the theater, too. You went with us to see a Motorspedos. I don't know if I went. I don't know yeah, there was a whole family, I think. There's no way he stayed home. But yeah, man, he and, of course, The Revenant, Babel... 21 grams. Oh, yeah, 21 grams. That's good. Back in uh, Birdman. Oh, Birdman. That's right. Birdman. What's his name? Bat- the original Batman? Michael Keaton? Since we're kind of like on this whole pop culture craze right now that we're talking about this, man. I don't know about this, but I think it's all over the internet and Instagram and all that. That recent thing about Matt Damon, what he's been talking about. Well, what are you or maybe they just, they're just retelling the story. James Cameron offered him Avatar in 10% or something like that of profits if he did the film and he didn't do it. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, I'll always be known as a guy that turned down all that Damn. money. Don't quote me on the 10%, but it would have been a lot. Because that, that was a highest grossing film. We made so much at that money. Moment. Yeah, he didn't do it. That's why the Australian guy did it. They got the guy from Terminator. I forgot what he decided to do. It was probably some. <laughs> You know, probably so like Michael Madsen, instead of doing Pulp Fiction, he did Species, you know? Oh, 
that, that reminds me of like when Will Smith took the Men in Black Three mm-hmm. to do that instead of Django. Oh, that's right. Wow, well, West probably. Dude, shat, wa, no, no, I think it was him. You're, you're probably right. Wow, wow, West. They both suck. No, Django came out when Mi Three came out. Men in Black. Oh, 3. okay, okay. So, yeah, man. There well, you go. I'd rather have Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox. Fox. Hey, to ask you about this, this one thing though, like, uh, man, I was gonna tell you about this. Uh, oh, okay. Now that you brought up Will Smith, it just triggered me with this. I'm trying to be honest with myself about all this stuff. Why does Jada Pinkett Smith bother me so much? And I'm not even talking about that whole, like, thing with Will Smith and all that. But it seems like every time there's a Tupac birthday or anniversary, she has to come with, like, he wrote me this poem. And it's the first time it's going to see the light of day. Like, I don't know, man. It just seems like, ah, am am I tripping? Or what it is? Because I don't know this person's intention when she means it with our intention. But it almost seems like, like, what? Why are we hearing about this now? You know, it's like... To just put yourself in the like you were so close to Tupac, man. I don't know. It just seems. Yeah. I mean, you don't have a horse in the race or a dog in the fight, but it just just it just comes off as like. What? Yeah, man. Did you do that recently this year? I'm not sure. Maybe. I wouldn't doubt it. But like ever since that entanglement. Oh, that's what the word is. (laughs) That I can't. I lost respect for for Will and her. Like, why are you gonna go ahead and, and go on her podcast and have this conversation like that? And she just laid it on like that? Or maybe she they're just, actors, you don't know, maybe they're just saying it up. Probably right. You're I mean, I don't right. know. But, but we all heard about it, right? Like, like for me, man, like what I was telling my boys is mm-hmm. like, Will Smith's posting like videos, he's got like a belly and all that. Uh-huh. And I'm like, man, you have no backbone right now, bro. Like, you, your female cheated on you with someone younger. And then you have the nerve to go on her podcast, have a conversation about it, and then still be cool with her. But don't they have like an open relationship though? They probably do. Celebrity stuff. I think I heard about that years ago, that's why. So who knows? I don't know. Because that's why I told like, Tupac smashed Jade. <laughs> I did. The, um, but you know what? Someone pointed this out. <clears throat> Someone said this about Will Smith some time back, and it's funny, the shit you keep in your memory. And maybe they're right. Like... Right now he's showing the gut and he's doing all that on purpose because once he flips the switch, he's going to show you the transformation. He's going to come back all shredded in, you know, yeah. movie star Will Smith, you know? Yeah, so I think maybe that's what it is, kind of like to show like, hey, this is where I'm at right now. But once he flips the switch. Sure. Good point. Good point. So that's not my idea. Someone else said that. I was like, oh, maybe this, that makes sense. Well, yeah, it's a promotion, right? You're promoting for the su- next summer. But all his films lately have fucking sucked, right? Yeah, garbage, bro. Garbage ass shit. So I wanted to share with you this this quote. Okay. That Mike Tyson said. Nice. We do it in his voice said, though. So- social media. I can't. You oh, that was good. Field? No, I can't. Uh, social media made you all way too comfortable with disrespecting people and not getting punched in the face for it 100% yeah man and I see that it's crazy right yeah, it, man. Made, it made us all soft or not all all of us but I would say like our younger generation or, or my generation my generation grew up with MySpace Twitter all of that where I see people and I, I get lost in the shuffle too where you read a comment and then you'll reply to that person's comment or 
or some random person will reply to your tweet just to talk shit. And you'll be like, what the fuck? And then you're engaging in this Fugazi-ass conversation, this fairy dust conversation that makes no sense. Well, you'll, you'll be a better, like, um, person to have insight on than me, you know, because I've... I didn't grow up with that like you did, right? So, can but then again, I could see the distinction, right, from like my generation, and to see how maybe have some people have changed towards that, or see the upbringing of other people that grew up with that. But because you grew up in that age, well, you kind of. Am I fair to say that that you kind of grew up in that, or you were kind of like older when it got bigger, right? You you got a little like when would when did Twitter take off? Or, or I'll say MySpace. MySpace took off, I will say, when I was a sophomore or junior in high school. Okay, so you were more towards the tail end then. So I was like four, 15 years old when right. I got into social media. And Instagram and Twitter took off when? You're already in your 20s then. Twitter took off when we first started watching UFC. When I would say probably like when Rampage fought Chuck Liddell. Okay. So 2009. So you and I were both on the outside of it then. So it's people that... Are, like 10 years younger than you that grew up with it always and only knowing So that. like I would say the positive about this because social media I would say gives everyone a platform right it gives people a voice like this is my universe this is how I run my shit right I feel like it, it's definitely helped people with confidence you know it's, it's given me confidence where it's like you know what if I'm able to do this in front of a bunch of people that I don't know or or post my thought where everyone can read it, then I'll be comfortable with saying it out loud. So like I've noticed like at work, like I could talk to like high executives and not be nervous about it. Or I could talk to a bunch of random people and not be nervous about it. And I think social media, to put it in a positive note, I would say it kind of helped with that. Practicing that, like putting yourself out there and not being scared about it. I would say that's like the one positive aspect that I've got from it. Well, I don't think one size fits all, right? Yeah, no, so, definitely So not. that's why I think like, if that benefited you in that way, yeah. good. But I, when I look at you and I see you, it's that you're not accounting for all the different, it's the sum of its parts. You know, it's like, yeah. it's everything else you're doing. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like your upbringing, the stuff you work on, uh, staying in physical shape meditating reading so i think that's more to me of where your confidence comes from as opposed to like posting something and getting the confidence from being able to post you know yeah um but then again who knows right maybe someone's confidence could build from that i feel like in a way it's more like more the opposite where that's where we're at people now, yeah. are just kind of like going back to, so i don't lose the the premise of that quote right like it's anyone can have an opinion doesn't mean you should express it right like just okay, just because you can go and record music, cool, go and record it. Doesn't mean you gotta put it out, man, because the shit sucks, right? Yeah. Some, 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 but other stuff, other stuff's really good. Like one of my boys, you know, um, he's a little older than me, not that much older, but he's putting out some music and his stuff's good, and I'm enjoying it. But I've never been a metal kid, but his stuff's kind of like metal, punk rock, and all that. But his stuff sounds good. But he's also very well versed playing guitar for a long time. But sometimes you hear other people, you know what's funny. And sorry to bring up Joe Rogan again, man, but you know how much I love Jacob Dylan, right? Mm -hmm. The son of the greatest Bob songwriter. Bob Dylan's son, yeah, Walk Lives. And he's a great songwriter in his own right, and I love his music. Best too. Godzilla song? Nah, that's a cover. That's a David Bowie cover. Best it could Godzilla. be Heroes. Okay. So, um, 
the good at cats, but he put it in a certain way that made so sense and it was early in the interview. And even Joe Rogan's like, wow, that's a good point. So they were talking about music and how some music, there's so much variety of music now, right? And they were talking about, like, he's like, yeah, well, like, Buddy Holly, like, Richie, and he kind of talks about it, he's like, Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, you know, there. But he said that they had no bad examples. So that's why all their music was so good. And the other part of the conversation I already knew, like, oh, music was so young, right? Rock and roll was just starting. It was in an infancy, right? So one can say, like, well, it was so new, that's all we knew. But no, what I live, it still lives now. You hear it now, you're like, that's good. Not complicated, but it's good, right? You hear mm-hmm. it, that music is good. They had no bad examples, so they couldn't do bad shit because everyone had to be at such a high level, right? So kind of like if you're growing up playing basketball, but you grew up playing with Michael Jordan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Russell, and they're all playing at the same time, your game's going to be at that level, right? Mm-hmm. But you have other people like Kendrick Perkins, and shit like that playing, maybe you're not going to be as good because you're playing up to your level, right? Yeah. And I never thought about that the way you said, like, that's why there was such a great run. Like, why did they have such a great run in the 60s with all that Motown stuff, man? Because all those artists were fucking insanely good, man. Yeah. And then you just use that as an example. Yeah, very true, man. And I like that you bring that up because it makes me think about like sports, right? It brings me back to mm-hmm. sports, how not all rings are created equal. You know, not all championships are created equal. Pertaining to what you said, you know, like if you grow up with people that are all great, it's going to elevate your fucking game, right? But let's say that you're, you're around a bunch of lops, right? You got to make... What does Brock Lesnar say? You got to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. So, like, you have more responsibilities. So, kind of like, for example, Tony Romo. Like, when Tony Romo was with the Dallas Cowboys, we had no offensive line. We had a a running back that was barely going. We had an old T.O. And, like, my my Romo got beat up. You know what I'm saying? Because of stuff like that. Yeah, man. But if you would have had an old line, things would be different. I don't know what made me think of that, but well, man, it's a it's a callback to to a younger you, man. To a younger me, to a cowboy me. Well, on that note, man, you know, I think we're gonna wish me luck on my record store day on Saturday. Oh, yeah, good luck on that, man. And uh, man, I'm glad we uh, got to hash out all this stuff. Hopefully, you find some earbuds that fit. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm gonna go take these back. Best Buy closes at 8, so I'm not going to make it. So I'm going to take these back tomorrow, buy the AirPods, see if the AirPods fit. If they don't, just got to go back to those beats, man. <laughs> Sounds bad setup. <laughs> For sure. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you, brother. Love you, man. Love you too, man. Undeniable Perception, episode 27. It's in the books. Thank you, everybody. Peace.